Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of the IGN UK podcast is brought to you by Fallout 4, out November 10th. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast, coming to you all the way from Paris, France. And more specifically, the back breakfast room in... This is in the breakfast room, sorry, the breakfast room is next door. This is like uh, just a room they've given us. CCP Games were in here just before us. Yeah, they left all their snacks. They left loads of snacks. snacks. Not that I ate them. I I had a little tiny chocolate ganache muffin. I don't know anything. I guess I had one. I didn't have anything because I, I figured like Icelandic people have been fingering them all day. I'm not touching anything an Icelandic person. That's what you do with finger food. Yeah, <laughs> finger it. Yeah, but you don't actually just give it a finger. Do you not? No. That was, that was a point. Why are we in Paris though? I don't know what. To... I thought it was just a trip. Paris Games Week. That's right. Which is something I have never been to before. No. Because I think, like, traditionally... We've been doing this job for a bit. Yeah. Traditionally, it's always the same stuff as a Gamescom, so no one ever really bothers. But this year, Sony were like, no, we're going to make a big deal out of it. And they did. Yeah, because they, um, obviously, they set out Gamescom. Mm -hmm. Um, Xbox went big at Gamescom. Um, Gamescom this year was a bit close to E3, so they kind of just, like, stayed clear. And then they had a big press conference. Stayed clear. Stay clear of it. It's like, we're not ready. Not like ready a divorced to drop family. Like a divorced family. It's like, no, stay clear. Just, Gerald, don't go around there anymore. She's mental. Don't go around there. Poor little Nintendo just crying with his toys. Nintendo don't give a shit. That was a messy breakup. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but we went, to, yeah, we went to the Sony conference. Your first ever big conference, conference at that live, yeah. right? Yeah, it didn't help that I had had like four hours sleep prior so I you were still pretty excited myself I, I was excited yeah lots of exciting games being announced um i'm kind of just getting into the playstation scene obviously now that i've got one at work so there's a lot of games that like uncharted for example that i couldn't really get excited about in the past and now yeah. it's like it's fun to you know uh, like they had the the trailer for the multiplayer for example and that was really cool like getting to see some of the characters from the franchise that I'm not really used to seeing the, the um, trailer was nuts I didn't it was like insane. it was insane I, I, I like it from a technical point of view it's a really impressive trailer that they've mm. put together this like one fluid shot that links all these characters and yeah. it's just, but it's bonkers it's yeah. really nuts. And I'm watching it, I was really, just like, oh, does that look like... It's not really a good representation of the actual multiplayer. No, it's not. But it's, yeah, I think it's to make a, like an impactful trailer. Yeah, flash, yeah. So after the conference, we went to the show and I ran down to the show floor and we got to play a bit of Uncharted multiplayer. Yeah. And it's not quite as bonkers as that. And I think the most kind of outlandish or the more kind of, most kind of striking thing in that trailer was all the supernatural stuff. Yeah. Which you sometimes forget is an essential part of any Uncharted game. It it's usually just essential. It is. Well, it happens in every it's the, one. It's the word. It dominates the third act. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't say indispensable. I said essential. That's what you got me. Depends what you mean. The book book smarts. <laughs> right, A-Ked. Um You know English is my second language. Only second? Yeah, shut up. Um, Fuck off. <laughs> but like... It that, is magic. Ooh, that landed. Magic. That really landed. That is. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to stop. Right, we're gonna stop the podcast for a bit. Got <laughs> like laughing it off with a single tear just rolling down his cheek. Yeah, we just had have a little thirty-minute discussion uh, <laughs> through the wonders of editing. We're straight back into it. Yeah. Um, there's magic in each one of them, and I agree. There's probably not 
the strongest part of the series. No. Like the second one, they do the thing where the Yetis, you think they're real, and then they're kind of exposed Ooh. as not being real. Oh, uh, yeah. Spoilers. Rory. Spoilers. Sorry. Come on. Back to Xbox then. All right. Game What's mode? Master Chief doing? Spoil that, Dan. No. You probably could. Nobody knows what's going on in that story. Okay. okay. But in the multiplayer, it's like, they're just like, it feels like an Uncharted game compressed into three minutes. Yeah. And all this nut stuff happens. And it's just like a big, powerful power-up. Well, this is the thing. I think, when I first saw that trailer, I was like, that is so far removed from what I enjoy about the Uncharted games. But, are you kidding? I'm sorry. I'm going to turn just it put off. Put on silence. Just, just put on silence. Just going to shut it down. Yeah. Just shut it down. Um, that is, I was thinking that's so far removed from what I enjoy doing in Uncharted games. But then Uncharted 3 multiplayer was fucking boring. <laughs> like, so boring. I think I played about 10 minutes. I was like, well, that's enough. Because running around with a gun in Uncharted is probably the most boring bit. Yeah. That's and why it, they have to put yeah, those supernatural well, yeah, sets yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And I think why this feels like a, they've, they've got a bit more introspective and thought, mm. actually, why, why the hell do people like Uncharted so much? Yeah. It's like you said, it's not running around and just shooting people because you can get that in countless other games. Yeah. And they do like, it a lot better as well. And they think like the supernatural might be an aspect, but they also the big one, and this I think yeah. is the best part of the multiplayer, is this idea of sidekicks. Mm. Now, rarely is Nathan Drake ever on his own. He's always yeah. with Sully, Chloe, Elena, and there's interplay between characters. And in the multiplayer, you earn money by um, downing other players. Interplay. And then you press the touchpad and you bring up like a little store. Yeah. And one of the things you can purchase is a sidekick mm-hmm. and it's like a little person that comes in and just like is your buddy for the duration of the match yeah mm-hmm. and sorry someone just pressed their face up against <laughs> the uh, stained glass window there is that stained glass what's that called uh, frosted. frosted glass no, we're not in Notre Dame Cathedral where are we we're in that little room that's, that, that's in Paris though isn't it yeah that is in Paris though isn't it what like Notre Dame Cathedral yeah, uh, yeah. very, should, very should... famously it is in Paris we should go there man I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Notre Dame, the uh, Notre Dame, Notre, Notre Dame. What are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. Psychics, um, psychics. Yeah, like Psychics. these little buddies that come in and help you out. And there's one called the Hunter. As soon as he lands in the map, he goes <coughs> off, finds an enemy, and puts him in headlock. And you can just come around Classic and Hunter. just um, shoot him. That's cool. So he, he's my mate. He's like the jock support. He should be wearing like a Leatherman. He is. He is. He's like a cup. He, he takes people's lunch money yeah, and, and brings it back to you. Was Uncharted the best thing you've seen at Gamescom? Ooh, best thing. I don't think we'll get onto that. It's not minute. Gamescom, it's about... Paris Games Week. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the first of many times we're going to yeah. make that mistake during the podcast. It's all Europe. Um, no, but we'll get onto that later. Maybe. Didn't one of our American colleagues ask you once... Uh, if if Cologne, which is where Gamescom is, was in England. No, I think the conversation <laughs> might have run something like, is Germany in Europe? Yes. Is Germany part of the UK? No. And that was while this person was in Germany? Yes. That's amazing. Yep. And, and like, I, fair enough not knowing that, well, I, I did kind of know that Notre Dame was it. I can understand not knowing the finer points between the differences of yeah. the UK and Great Britain. Because mm-hmm. people who live there don't even know that. Yeah. But you should know Germany is not in England. In I think UK. so. I think you probably should. Okay. Do you want to know the best thing I saw at Paris Games Week? I'll tell you the best thing I saw at Gamescom, if you want. I probably remember that. Yeah, right. That was in August. So, But the best thing I saw at Paris Games Week was Wild, which wow. is something that was introduced at Gamescom 2014. Now, this is Michel Ancel, the dude who made Rayman's new game. Uh, not Rain Man, Rayman. 
and he's sort of broken away from Ubisoft to make his own. He's broken away from Ubisoft, who he's worked with for many, many years. To... Well, he's, like, he's working on and off. It's a very strange relationship, yeah. this. It's very odd. Well, I can't imagine... I don't think there's any bad blood or anything there between them. I think he's just, you know, taking advantage of the fact that Sony are just pumping a load of money into making original games, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but he's made Wild, which... Like, I wrote this in my preview, but I can't remember the last time I saw something like this or was as excited about a game. Yeah, so during the conference, they showed, like, five, six minutes mm. of uninterrupted gameplay. Oh, no, yeah. like some jump cuts. Yeah. And then you saw a presentation for 30 minutes behind. That's right, yeah. So That kind of went a bit deeper. Well, yeah, so when we turned up, um, our Sony guys were... Uh, who you know, like have sort of been sending us to appointments and stuff over here said oh it's just a video with a Q&A and I thought well Michel Ancel you know he's really really good like I've interviewed him a couple of times before and had really really good interviews so I thought oh that's fine even though you've got to deal with a bunch of other like jabroni journalists like and European journalists had asked the most stupid questions in the world like like basically anytime they put their hand up it's just like right look at your phone for like four minutes while someone tries to awkwardly answer something they've asked them. Anyway, um, but as we got in there, Michel Ansel was like, uh, I was meant to show you this video, but uh, and I'm just going to play it. Are we doing this? Yeah. Are we doing this in Ooh. France? Yeah, I can, do an ac- I can do a French accent. Okay, when you, you do that now. <laughs> what was that? Shut up. <laughs> um, but he just, he goes, oh, I'm just, I'm just gonna, we're just going to play live for you. If you've got any questions, shout them out. Um, and we're just going to play it. So he basically played the bit that you saw, but went a little bit d- deeper into it. And... Not only did he go a little bit deeper, but he basically shows you some other animals that you haven't seen him take over. So the, the shaman that you play in Wild, um, which you've built up from like when you were a child, that's the character you, they give you. And you can sort of possess animals to help you. And I like that aspect. The fact yeah. that you, were you telling me and Rory that mm. you grew up in different parts of the map? That's right, yeah. yeah. So, so like me, you and Rory like could start in completely different parts of the world. It's almost like a No Man's Sky mm. comparison to be drawn here. Mm. That you start yeah. in a different part of the world. And yeah. like you were saying, like... If you grow up in the swamp area, yeah. your view on nature and your early experiences are totally different than Rory, who grows yeah. up in the mountains. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's, that is what's going to happen. Like, the thing that they kept saying was, you know, we're giving you the tools to make your own stories, uh, which I think is an awesome thing. And I think, as long as those tools are good. But the tools I'm, are shit, then no. But I'm more can get into that kind <clears throat> of make your own story, make your own, carve your own narrative, where yeah. it's like, there's still a game to be done. Yeah. Whereas we'll get onto a minute, like something like dreams yeah. that to me feels like it looks amazing, but mm. it feels like super deluxe little, little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. It looks amazing. I'll, I'll probably never make anything. Yeah. Well, this is that. the thing. This, this kind of reminded me a little bit more of Skyrim in that kind of sense yeah. of make your own fun. That's good. Yeah. Um, at, but even though we didn't see any missions because you were on a mission in it, like yeah. someone's been poisoned. Yeah. But like the, you know, like a journalist who like I, you know, drank from the altar of Oncel all the way through that presentation and before but there was a journalist uh, who was there who quite clearly hadn't and he was just like so is, like is it a game like what, what are the objectives and Oncel kind of like laughed at him and was just like mate you make your own objectives if, you, if you're not if you're not if you, smart if you're not enough, into this yeah. yeah if you're not smart or creative enough to make your own thing then he's just like go play, go play COD yeah like if you, you're not charmed by that exactly concept. yeah love that idea of what animal would you most like to possess? Well, this is the thing. So I was just about to say it, but he uh, walked. O- he walked over to some uh, uh, wild boars, and I was like, oh, he was about to take control of one. Then he noticed a little baby one, and he took control of this little baby wild boar. And it was one of the cutest fucking things I've ever seen. It was so good. I'm not like so. I, I didn't get to what? see. I didn't what are you going to say? Oh. Here he is. I'm not Mr. entirely. Mr. Cod, I'm not entirely here. sold on this idea. Why? Like, 
I, I do like the idea. It's like, oh, you can adventure around. You can save your tribes. You can fight other tribes, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, possessing animals, I think, could be really cool. But I think I would get bored of it really quickly. No, I think you- if there's, like, a problem, I would want to, like, go in and solve it. I don't want to, like, possess a rabbit to ride a bear to talk with the birds to swoop I, down and, so, like, so, I'd rather just jump in. No, but you can, do it, you can was- do it how you want, though. And then, the, but the, he was just doing it in one way to go, you know, I'm going to possess a rabbit. I'm going to take their attention away. Then while their attention is over there, I'm going to possess some birds, go over. Like, and then I'm going to run in now that they're vulnerable. If you strip it back, like, yeah. mechanically, it's basically you're amassing all these animals just like power weapons. Yeah. yeah they're, they're perks they're tools mm. like the distractions and like it's a bit more of like a, different ways, I guess. it's a bit more of like a Metal Gear Solid tactical espionage mm. type like it's, it's that there's layers to it yeah there's yeah. distractions and it kind of builds to you know the, the final conclusion but you're not having that I've just had a lot of that recently. Like what? Yeah, no, I like. I feel like you were really up for that. Yeah, but it de- I know what you're saying. Like, it depends mm. what your diet is. Yeah, if you've got a lot of that going on at the minute, you kind of want something that's a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. I do that all the time in gaming. Like after like doing Metal Gear, I just like I, I'm quite happy just do Uncharted. Yeah. No, I guess so. But I that's get- not to say that that's not. But I, it depends where you are right now. Then maybe, than... maybe it's like it's just a different side of the spectrum. Maybe instead of a rabbit, you possess a bear, and you just mm. go in and, and like guns bla- paws I think blazing. That's, this is what you can do. People. Yeah, paws so blazing. Paws blazing. Yeah, maybe that's is what that it, a euphemism for your dad being like mm. pissed. <laughs> paws blazing. The thing that I really oh, like yeah. as well, and I shouldn't really because this, people say it all the time. But I think when Ansel says it, I kind of believe him a little bit more. Better in French, though. It is better in French. Yeah, and maybe I'll say this in a French accent, and he'll say. It'll sound better too. It's supposed to be pretentious in a French accent. Yeah, he's he's crazy. You a lot of hands as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he said, you know, your character is fully customizable from when you were a kid, which that you start off as, you know, a young child. And then the shaman that we saw had all these tattoos. And he was like, oh, those, yeah. those tattoos, in a similar way from Far Cry. What was it, like Far Cry 3, three that did yeah, it? Yeah, like they appeared. Like, yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. So well, it was amazing. You kind of like... Yeah. But the guy in Far Cry was an absolute bellend. Yeah. Um, but... Basically, then you you know it tells your body tells a story. So like all the tattoos you've got are all these like, like adventures yours, that you've yeah. been on. Exactly, all yeah. the stories <laughs> and tribes you've killed along the way. What's the robot toaster for? Uh, robot toaster means I like bread. I like robots. So obviously you got he, that, didn't he I? He possessed a wheat farmer. Yeah. Once and uh, that's the symbolize. But it's also coming out next year as well. Wild. <laughs> Sorry. Wild's also coming out next year as well. Mad. Too many. Too Why many. are you saying too God? No, no man's sky in that. Yeah. I've, got, I've got to like conquer primordial earth and the entire universe. Jesus Christ. That's the th- like, a lot on in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> we did, we, so we got a, uh, a date for, um, for No Man's Sky, June 2016, but no showing from uh, Hello Games at... No, you, do you know who that trailer was? The Voice? Is it Rukahawa? Rukahawa. It was actually him. But I didn't, I didn't connect those dots because the trailer <clears> own, <throat> like opens with a line from Blade Runner. You, mm. you wouldn't believe the things I've seen. It's that effect. Yeah, it's actually him. But I didn't, re- didn't really recognise his voice because his voice changed so much mm. from that scene. But it's actually him. Yeah. So is he going to be in the game? I think maybe just a trailer thing. Oh, okay. I don't care. <laughs> it works, though. Pretty yeah. cool. Well. What do you see Gavis that was good? talks a little bit about possessing animals in a game. But I became an animal, guys. It was crazy. We got to do... So me and Gav got tables, to go, but that's going to come out. Okay. Me and Gav <laughs> got to go uh, check out some of the PlayStation's VR games that oh, are coming yeah. out this year. And uh, one of them I played was... What was Toy Box? 
It's kind of like a collection of mini games. I think it was called like Delirium or something like that. Okay, so it's like it's basically like a collection of mini games, all you know, uh, designed to emphasize you know the different aspects of the the VR headset. Yeah, and uh, one of them, I fulfilled my lifelong dream and became a cat, like an actual cat. And uh, there's mice along the floor, and they have to pick up cheese. And uh, I'm behind a curtain. That was a cool game. It was it was insane. So basically, Rory is playing the cat. Okay. Uh, he's got he's got the uh, Oc- no, Oculus. He's got the PlayStation VR headset on. Hard not to um, call it Morpheus. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. And the other, there's four people. Then at one point, I was I was a mouse who a mice. And basically, the cat is behind a curtain, and the mice <laughs> are in front of the curtain. Okay. And the mice have like cans and stuff over their heads. Like, what could you see when you were doing this? So basically, because I'm on the other side of the curtain, so yeah. I can only see like the silhouettes of these yeah. like objects moving, these different shapes, and obviously they're kind of like scuttering <clears throat> about. And then when they they're scuttering about, I have to like can't really see, audio listeners can't really see this. But basically, like pop my head out like it's coming out of a turtle shell. Yeah. And uh, then the curtains open, and if like one of the mice are still like moving about, then I can like look at them and, and hit them with my paw. Yeah. Nice. Are you holding like move controllers? No, it's it's all just like it's on oh, like it's head, yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is quite cool because then you don't really have to worry about anything. Just like catch the mice. Uh, it was really strange, and it's just one, like one of these things that always happens to me when I play these VR games. Is yeah. The the person is trying to explain to me uh, what to do and where to go, and half the time I just want to like poke my head out and like look around the kitchen because yeah. the little details. There's like a turkey cooking in the oven. There's like a, there was a sunset in one of the levels outside. You can like see it going down. You can even turn around because obviously you're like in a closet uh, and the whole game's happening in front of you. Yeah. But you can like turn around and there's shelves and all these like objects around you that you, yeah. know, you can just look at <laughs> if you want to. It's crazy. I always feel like when we do VR and I play these games, it's the tiny little things that you wouldn't expect to blow yeah. you away. Like I was telling Gav, the whole the whole kind of menu for where you select your games isn't just like a menu. You're in a, like a toy room, essentially. And there's all these little creatures like playing on the desks. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Things. And you can literally like look around and they told me to kind of like focus on different ones. And if you like focus, like you have to, have to like lean forward and look down at them. Uh, and then they'll do like little custom animations and things will happen to them. And then he said, okay, let's play a game. And he hit a button. And all of a sudden the sun above me just went down and it became night. And all the lights turned on in the room. It was insane. Yeah. It was so cool. And like, that wasn't even a game. That was just turning day to night like, yeah. in a second. And, and that you're was right. Like, it's the small little things that like sell yeah. the reality. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And if they're not there, it just doesn't quite land. No, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Um, I think like that game as well, for me, the reason I liked it, one, there was re- one really cool thing about it. It was, I don't know if you noticed, he was trying to explain to you, but I think you were just too, you were just too excited being a cat. Hello. It's okay. We're looking for uh, Ubisoft workshop. Yeah, it's not on here, mate. It's here. No. Nope. Sorry, not. No. <laughs> Are we a Ubisoft workshop? Do I mean, that's the question we're always asking each other. Should we do a big flag so we know? Just leave, leave it in, mate. Oh, now I look like an idiot. Now yeah. I just did tentacle arms. Leave it in. Amazing. Give it a little... That's the hat. real world, kids. That's warts and all. They'll see how we react to real people. We're not just putting on this dickhead nurse <laughs> for the podcast. We're all, always dickhead. Sorry. What were you saying? What were you saying? About the curtains. about me being a cat. Oh, right, yeah. The Let's curtains. just talk about me being a cat. So listen to this, right? This is, this is one of the things that I liked, was the curtain that he's putting his head through as a cat... It isn't just one curtain, it's two curtains. And he was trying to explain this to you, and I think you're not sure if you got it, but so there's one thin layer, there's two thin curtains. Like and a neck curtain. Yeah, yeah, like a neck curtain. And then like, maybe like, was it like a, not a dowry? Because we used to have a neck curtain and a regular set of curtains at home. Well, someone grew up fancy. That's messy. <laughs> uh, shout out to an old mum. 
<laughs> um, but you could like you had so much control over how much of your head you put through. Yeah. You could put your head through the little one, the one stop, and then put it through the full one. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like putting your head all the way and through it's it. Only, it's only that sounds so of- crazy to explain, and <laughs> I haven't. I have done a very good job there. So no, I, I completely understand because uh, another one of the games I was playing, I was basically a giant monster, and I was chasing four guys through a, a town. Yeah. But um, and I have to similar kind of mechanic. There's buildings and things <clears> that I'm like walking through, and I have to kind of like break them by like smashing my head against them. Yeah. And at the time I was playing it, and I was like, okay, I wonder how like close I have to just move my head, or yeah. like how quick I have to do it to. It's to, fun watching you. It is weird. Like, yeah. Imagine me doing it. I think we filmed it, which will look ridiculous. But I was like, how far do I actually have to go to break these things? And of course, you have to. It's like real life. You have to get. You have yeah. to reach the point I'm of the object. More and more like sold on VR. Well, this is the thing. I, oh, I totally. Am. I was after the, like I love VR anyway. I've always like really, really been into it. But the thing that I really liked about this was it reminded me of Nintendo Land. Like you know, the first time you play Nintendo Land, I think this is the best way for it. That's that sells you on the gamepad. I think like obviously the Wii U hasn't done as well as it definitely deserves to do, but. The first time you play Nintendo Land is the first, like, it feels like playing Wii Sports again, I think. Yeah. Um, and you think, like, that asymmetrical gameplay where, like, one person is a gamepad thing and the four of you against him. That's exactly what well, it was like. I think it's better for those shorter kind of yeah. experiences. Yeah, that's I, right, I'm yeah. not going to play Fallout with the headset on. No. It's not, a, it's not like I'm not going to... I'm just not going to do it. Like, I'm no. not going to watch a, a really important movie to me on the tube no, on the phone exactly. like, yeah, it's yeah. the right sort yeah. of experience yeah. for that platform well even when we were playing those games uh, like after two or three it was just so obvious that this is exactly what the Wii was this yeah. is something that at Christmas time you want to like show all the family to come over and take yeah. turns to play this crazy new device because that's what the Wii was yeah. you'd all play Wii bowling and Wii tennis and yeah. everyone had one yeah. I well, think that, it's going to be like a similar kind of thing at the start you've both said it without me saying it but I went to a VR panel just after the Sony conference um, with like Shu Yoshida and a bunch of other people who were working in VR, like specifically. And they, I think they maybe used the word game twice in an hour. Yep. They used the word experience about 300 times. And again, like, it sounds experience like a is what it's all about. Thing, yeah. I don't think it is. I think it actually yeah. tells you how this will be. Mm. You know, and it's 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 going to be a, a relative of the video games that we play currently. Yeah, it, it's going to be similar DNA, interactive, digital. Yeah, but maybe new concepts that underpin it all. Yeah, definitely. Well, Yoshida said, like he he said, you know, we recognized ages ago at Sony and at PlayStation that um, the the line between what is a game and what isn't a game like barely exists anymore and like with virtual reality it ain't gonna it's just not gonna exist Mm. and like they kept saying experiences and and there was the first time that I was like okay I kind of get it but like I remembered the first time that I I like have you ever spent some time alone with an Oculus Rift no ooh I have ooh Um, so I had an Oculus Rift for like a weekend that I borrowed in my old job I borrowed it for the weekend to take home and I played like just a bunch of like this, you know, because you can have all these there's different mods and stuff. Yeah. But there's loads of little things, and like I put it on my mum, I I put it on my niece, my nan, my sister, like who are all all play video games. Like, they, weird I would love it. to see my mum have a go. That's the thing, reality. yeah, yeah. I would like it'd be brilliant. Well, like you know, every single one of those they've got a Wii, and it's not like our I Wii's. Go, oh, this is lovely. Yeah, but it's not like our Wii's <laughs> that have got. Yeah, they all we, right? But we all we. But we're humans. Our we's are just gathering dust underneath the TV. Like my family play on their we's like all the time. And oh, here we go, another thing. Hello.
Okay, thank you. No worries. See, I was more polite to them because that was the hotel staff, <laughs> not some European journalists. Uh, but anyway, um, so <laughs> when I put uh, the... Um, <laughs> my, my family play Wii all the time because they play video games and they like to play video games together. <laughs> I love that this is going to be a running thing. Like. <laughs> just people walking okay. in. Just she, people looking for the breakfast. Should you do a wrap it up thing? Hand motion? She, no, the wrap it up motion doesn't exist in France. Did she? I thought she did. I thought it was a... I don't think she did. Oh, God. I think she said, That's, that is carry on. <laughs> Keep like, rolling. Keep oh, rolling. She pointed the camera. You crazy. You keep rolling. Keep rolling, yeah. Um, but my, when I put the Oculus on my family, like they all did the same thing. They did these, like, played these crazy little games of like roller coaster, these like horror games and stuff like that. And they all said the exact same thing as soon as they finished it, which was like, oh, so how can we buy this? Like they want, they want that. They want, you know, a Sunday afternoon, yeah. two hours of mucking around and then yeah it goes back there for a week maybe but then when they're all back together again for Sunday lunch we'll bring out the like virtual reality thing I think I don't see why that's not doable yeah I like early, it is yeah early today I played this is the one headset I've not yet tried is the mm. HTC Vive <coughs> um, and that's the one that's the furthest out yeah like Oculus and PlayStation VR are closer this one's mm. still very much like early stages there's Valve's one yeah yeah and it's I thought the demos on it were the best demos I've played. Wow. Now, if we, like, you work in games, we've been, like, having VR demos for the last two, three years. Yeah. And slowly ramping up in quality and depth. And Vive had these two brilliant controllers. Yeah. They were so good. And I think they made, actually, all the difference. Because the headset is not that dissimilar to other headsets I've played around with. The controllers were brilliant. Like, really precise, one-to-one. And what you could do, so basically two states, very like move controllers, little trigger buttons, and there's some other buttons I didn't really get to play around with, and some mm. touch buttons as well. And you could like, in the loading screen, you can make balloons yeah. with one controller, throw it up and then hit it with the other, and you can just like smack them <coughs> around the room. Yeah. It sounds simple, but it works I know you mean. so yeah, well, yeah. and you're like, this is brilliant. It just yeah. makes sense, and it makes you feel like you're there in a way that the visuals and sound can't quite sell. No, no, you're right. And there's a couple of brilliant demos I played. One was Job Simulator. Have you played this? No. Job Simulator is fantastic. It's one of the wittiest little experiences I've played in a little while. Um, Set in the future, like 2050. Yeah. Um, Nobody in the world has to work anymore because we've developed robots that can do every menial task. But robots have created a museum experience where humans can go and experience what it's like to work in an office. And obviously they've got impartial documents of what it's yeah. like to work in an office. So they've kind of made it from a robot's perspective. Right. So the computer just has two buttons, one and zero, like okay. binary. And you just have this desk and you've got to do menial tasks. And like, you could, there's a photocopy. What kind of task? Basically, you like, um, do some photocopying. You've got to decide who gets fired. You can fire the boss, the robot, who's the head of the company. There's a photocopying machine. You put any, <clears throat> it's a magical photocopier. So you put any object in it, photocopy, and you get a duplicate object. So you, like, if you photocopy a stapler, you get another stapler. Okay. And you just keep on doing to you've got like 100 staplers. That's funny. And there's, you go into the bin, there's a rotten donut. Hold it up to your mouth, you eat it, and you start barfing all over your cubicle. <laughs> it's so good. And at the end, how did you find that? It's just you like just hunted like, about in the yeah, in like, the bin. But you hold it up and you just like start munching it, and then you project how vomit all over uh, your monitor. You can pick up the phone, make phone calls. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love like it's really me- witty. I, I think like there is something to say for like menial tasks. Because um, one of the guys on this VR panel I went to, he worked on uh, one of the ones I think 
it's like, he worked on a getaway, but this is like a heist one. It's like London heist, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, so he worked on that. And for ages, he was like, you wouldn't believe how much fun we had opening drawers. Because with these controllers now, obviously you're seeing hands in front of you. And then you're, you're trying to motion like a hand would do and open a drawer. And it's just like... That really impresses people, and like Yoshida said straight after, he was like, "Yeah, you don't, you don't." We realized very early on that you don't actually have to make much of a game to impress impress people no. in virtual reality. And it's made, yeah, and like I've done those where like <coughs> at demos before where you sat down, yeah, and yeah. this one was actually in a big room That's where I could yeah, walk yeah. about. And there's bits, and it's weird. Like it genuinely, if it's good enough, it really fools your mind into doing some weird things. Like there's okay. a bit where there was like an open grate in the floor, okay, and I just didn't want to walk over it, yeah, because I thought I'd fall down it, yeah. And and you know, that's right, though, that's brilliant. Ninety yeah. percent of your brain is going, you know, you know exactly what you're doing, yeah. yeah. You know, the instinct. Route. It's your but, instinct. But there's exactly. something yeah. unconscious that yeah. goes, don't step over it. And you leave your over edge, like full of fire. It's like very strange and very effective. It might be something that changes with humans if you're kind of like born and you kind of grow up with VR. Like maybe we're the first ones that have this like tear. Well, so then you'd be walking around in the real world and fucking just walking over grates left, right. No, like it won't be so jarring. Like you put on a headset and you're like, you can almost like switch gears. Like I don't think we can do that quite so easily. I I generally think, I think like, sorry, like I think the thing that people keep saying, like, oh, no one's going to put a headset on. No one's going to, no one's going to this, no one's going to that. Like, if they build it. No one's going to, like, if you explain to someone, one, you know, who's using a Mega Drive that one day you'll be using like a wireless controller and they're going to be in both of your hands. You'd be like, well, no one's going to do that. It's an incremental thing. Exactly. Like you can't see what people like, you know, my family who are not like hardcore gamers. As soon as they saw the Yaku stuff, they put it on. They were just like, yeah, I'll buy one. I can can buy one now. Also distinct from that, like a lot of people listen to this podcast, like, yeah, it's cool. Like talking about experiences, but Mm. what about like more gamey sort of things? And one of the things I played on the vibe was called Arizona sunshine. Okay. And very much more of a game like experience. It was, a, it was a game you were in like um, this valley in the desert and it was a zombie game and yeah. you look around you pick up, pick, up, pick up a gun mm. and the controllers are so good like because it's got a trigger and yeah. I was finding myself holding the controller in my awesome, hand yeah. like a steadier gun yeah. and you're pinned to the spot so you can't walk around you can look around and zombies start running towards you and you're properly aiming yeah. not just like it felt more like aiming than even a light gun game yeah. like, I was properly looking down the sights of this gun and shooting stuff and reloading, changing clips. Yeah. But also because you pin the spot and the zombies and you can go 360. I was terrified there was going to be something behind me. And yeah, was more scared, yeah. Even though, like, though you were saying you wrote up your um, preview the other day about horror games. Yeah. A lot of horror games give you lots of guns and you feel, like, empowered and, like, I'm not scared. Something about a zombie running right yeah. up to your face. That Even though I've got a gun. Yeah. It's really scary. Yeah. yeah. Or one coming from behind me. So that's the thing. So I, so I played uh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. Uh, which is one of the things that they announced at, well, it, it kind of got leaked and then it got announced uh, officially at the Sony conference. Um, so it's basically like super massive games that people have been making uh, until dawn or did make until dawn. And they're making a horror game. It's, it's under the banner of until dawn, like, which I wonder if it was always going to be like that or until dawn did really well. They were like, yep, yeah, call that thing you're Definitely doing do until dawn. Yeah. Um, Let's trade on that. But I actually saw a bunch of tweets from people who were saying, oh, like they're just calling it until dawn. Sony just using the license now, which is, that's a bollocks because supermassive games have been working in VR for years, but they've just been doing this kind of on the quiet and they just kind of just do it. Um, there's loads. Of, like, I hate that when you see a bunch of tweets people from people. Cynical. And, but also not even people, journalists. I saw a bunch of tweets from journalists that I actually really like and admire going, oh, they're just slapping uh, the Until Dawn name on it. 
that's absolutely not what they're doing. Like, so I spoke to the guy from Supermassive Games, and they were, he was explaining to me, I never got to play, and I can't believe it because it's got dinosaurs in it. It's a VR game with dinosaurs, Krupa. We would lose our shit. The demo ends, uh, it's called Jurassic Encounter. That demo ends with, um, he didn't say which dinosaur. I'm guessing it's a Velociraptor. Maybe a Dilophosaurus, I don't know. Um, that dinosaur biting your head off. So it's literally like coming over to you and biting your head off. Like, and that's you amazing. And your body from a perspective of a de- I guess so, head, yeah. Guess. Or maybe like the head like rolling around in a raptor's Ooh. like mouth. But I played, so I played Until Dawn, um, Rush of Blood. And yeah, as you, as you said, like I said in my preview, they give, you, they give you two guns, but they feel they're good and you're, you're using them to protect yourself, but you also feel completely useless because it's just like, this is real. Like it feels so real. And yeah. it, even though it's an on-rail shooter... And it's meant to be on this like roller coaster thing, and it's, which kind of is really really strange because why you want a roller coaster going into it? Yeah, like, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just a device. That you, I think yeah, like, but it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a device, it's a conceit to basically yeah. go. It's going to be too hard to let you move freely. Yeah, yeah. we need to basically pin uh, you in a thing. place. I don't mind that, but then remember like House of the Dead. They're not on a roller coaster in House of the Dead. Like I don't get why the roller it's coaster true. thing is there. It makes it. I think it makes it like thematically just weird it's really strange like, like yeah and it's which also is, which kind of is a, like which is a shame, yeah. away from just like being in the like, house well he kind of he kind of acknowledged it as well he's like we're, we're aware that you know if, when you describe the game it yeah. kind of sounds like a really old retro like arcade shooter where yeah. you're on just a track so maybe that was like part of it was just like well if we actually make it like part of the narrative that you're on a roller coaster and you're not just like moving from spot to spot like time crisis or something like that yeah yeah, well, that, that, I, yeah I guess they're kind of like going yes you're literally on rails yeah like trying to make a gag out I think so yeah which is I, like very self-aware like until done uh, exactly yeah and like I think there's a there's a bit basically where <laughs> like they play really, really they do really really well with sound which is something that when you talk about VR you don't talk about enough because sound is so much of it because you're wearing these like giant headsets yeah, you're wearing, and like definitely. everything is part of it um, but, like one of my favourite VR experiences is a game called uh, Don't Let Go which I've actually told you guys about before but it's basically but for people who don't know what it is and a lot of people don't it's a game where you put the Oculus Rift on, you put both your hands on the shift buttons either side of the keyboard, and then stuff happens in the game to make you let go of those keys. And it kind of does this, it kind of does that in, um, it does it with like sound and stuff like that. And it does that with Rush of Blood, because there's one bit where you're in this haunted house, your roller coaster stopped. I started looking, and then I, it stopped for ages, so I was looking forward. And then I can kind of hear something behind me. So I look around, I look back, nothing there. Then I hear something to the right. I look behind me. Again, nothing there. And then I hear something to the left. So I shoosh, run to my left. And then I, and then nothing there. Silent. Move to the front. Big witch lady in front of me. Just like screaming and stuff. I'm like, oh. you've got move controllers, so you're doing that as well. But it's, a, it's something really strange where just having the guns means nothing, basically. Well, it's like the first time I've seen someone play a horror video game and yeah. actually scream oh, out yeah. loud. Well, I mean, yeah. it was a well, scream. Like, like well, a girl, well, if high you, pitch. If, well, people can go to IGN oh, and actually see, um, it's called like six minutes of Until Dawn, Rush of Blood gameplay footage. And you can see Gav visibly perturbed by the things unfolding. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I... I don't, I don't know. You're quite a twitchy person in general. Like sometimes you'll be editing a work and I'll like to tap you on the shoulder <laughs> yes. for a cup of tea. And you're like going to hit me. Sometimes I'll come into the studio where you're on the gallery yeah. PC. And I'm just like, hey Gav, can you? are like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you like, freak out. It's insane. I'm a twitchy, on edge. I'm, 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 just... a, I'm a twitchy person. I'm passionate. I don't think that's Maybe the same thing. Yeah. You've got a bit of Italian in me. 
What's that mean? I don't know. Oh, look, yesterday it's I was like you're always walking on a teenage boy masturbating. Basically, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, that's more accurate than the Italian yeah. thing. Alt tab, alt tab. Shut up. All right, have we got? Have we got any questions? No. Well, not yet. I'm going to canvas some more before we get to that. Okay, fine. No worries. So, um, so what we're going to do now, following on from oh, last yeah. week, is we're going to enter the bunker. And the apocalypse has happened, Rory. Okay. Last okay. week, um, the apocalypse happened to Alex, and it was horrifying, and he picked a big box of Lego, Minecraft, <laughs> and a microbrewery. So he picked Lego, digital Lego, and beer, yeah. essentially. <laughs> yeah. This is not Okay, bad. so we're back in the bunker. We have to pick three things. Are we in the same bunker together? Um, I don't know if Alex would enjoy that. I, was all bit, like, I would like to be together, but Alex wouldn't, I don't think. So are we assuming, then, that we've got... Oh, no, no, you can't, we can't carry the stuff over. What? So we haven't got Minecraft. We have, so it's just me. I think oh, we have. We've, we've got, got Minecraft. Okay, let's say we're all going to be in the bunker together because it'd be really okay. annoying if you just picked Lego, Minecraft, and Minecraft. I'm not going to pick that. Good. So basically, we're bunker sharing. Not. We're bunker, okay. We're bunker okay. sharing. So you've got them. And yeah. you've also got, like, what else do you get? It's like Desert Island Discs, but we're not allowed to officially call it Desert Island Discs. Well, didn't we say. So you also get the Bible and the complete works of Shakespeare. That's right. And Kirsty Young. Why do you get. I still don't get this Bible and Shakespeare thing. Well, I can. Well, Shakespeare, it should be Shakespeare is some of the greatest works of literature, and also the Bible, which you, is a cultural touchstone. But why have you got? You believe in why not. have you got these books? Why can't you have a Kindle with loads of stuff on it? Ah. Because Kindle doesn't exist when we're very much getting and sidetracked. Frogger. Okay, very much getting oh. sidetracked. Right, Rory. Rules. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's a terrible experience, harrowing, if anything. Yeah. Um, am, I, top, am I maimed? Am I scarred? No, you're, right. you're, you're fine. You're, you're all good. You're fully clothed. Okay. Um, yeah. What would be your first item? Ooh. My first item, I feel like I should go with the video game theme because uh, everyone's going with it, right? Do what you want. We're a video games podcast. Okay. Um, entertainment podcast. Is there, are culture. there, are there, th- has this apocalypse caused threats to me? Are there living things out there? Why do I need, need a gun? Know? Should I pick a gun? Yeah, do you know? How many survivors are there left? I'd like um, to have a gun. You, don't know this you and Alex at the yeah, moment. Yeah, all you know. But then, I'm de- so, I'm de- far, so far in the bunker, it's just Alex getting pissed, building Lego, installing Minecraft. I'm going to need a gun for that. Yeah. So a gun. You're going to take a gun? I'll take a You're gun. You're so American. That's not yeah. why. Unbelievable. Oh, I don't That's know if fine. I want to live in this bunker. Like, there's not even, like, a visible threat, Dude, but you think you need you a gun. You don't know that. That's, that, you're that's so American. That's that, this is what we're dealing with. Oh, sorry, bow and arrow then. How about that? <laughs> that's the same thing. <laughs> Weapon. Uh, Instrument of death. Um, uh, can I take living creatures? Can I have a cat in the bunker? Mm. Yeah, you can. You, I love a cat. There's no limit. So, okay, well, okay, a cat. Okay, so first choice. Cat, cat or gun? Cat. cat. I'll be a, be cat, a gun. Cat, gat. <laughs> and a rat. And a hat. <laughs> Done. Yeah. There we go. Um, Next week. Uh, so you got, are you taking a gun? Yeah, I'll take the gun. Okay, so gun. what kind of gun? Um, probably like simple AK forty-seven. Simple? How is that simple? Fast. I don't want to take a handgun. I run out of bullets. If the apocalypse has happened. It's <laughs> son. That's fine. Um, yeah. Um, and a cat. I sound like a Bond villain. Let's assume. Let's assume you've got infinite bullets. Bullets. Okay. Then just a handgun. Oh, oh, just a just a handgun. One of those little ones, like I put in my shoe. Okay. Or something like. Well, like from the film "Stop When My Mom Will Shoot." That's you. Yeah. You're the mom. Yeah, yeah so with a cat man. instead. What kind of cat? Cute one. Don't want an ugly one. A kitten. An infinite kitten. 
Kitten. <laughs> it's a kitten forever. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good. That's a good one. Because then, like, imagine this. Okay, it's it's it's, it's, all, it's like, the post-apocalyptic world. We're living in like a Mad Max universe, all right? And there's like some. There's loads of kittens in that. There's like some legendary guy who just goes from town to town, a loner. And he's like, yeah, maybe the third one would be like a sweet duster, and I can like kick open doors, and I'll have like my gun, my pea shooter, and a little cat on my shoulder, and like, a, yeah. So I'll be like. Okay, like a, so, a right, so you've, okay, you've got a gun. I've got a gun. And I have and a, a cat. cat. Yeah. What, what's going to, the cat going to be called in the apocalypse? Um, I like Ash. I'll call him Ash. That's my cat's name, by the way. Ash the cat. Okay. And Gunny the gun. Ash is, <laughs> Ash, is, Ash is very appropriate for the apocalypse. Because that's yeah. what you'll be eating for the next 20 years. Eating well, Ash, drinking Alex's rat's lager. I suppose if he's infinite, he yeah. chopping bits go. off at me and he's cooking fine. him. He can regenerate. Should I pick food then? No, 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 no. No, whatever you want. You can... Something entertaining. At the moment, nothing's entertaining you. You're not entertaining. I could shoot the cat and he wouldn't die. That's not entertaining. He's a bit bit dark. I don't want this to happen. Also, no, he's infinitely a kitten. He's not a super kitten. (laughs) Well, if I shoot him... No, 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 no. no, no. Sorry, let's let's soft reset. You said, what are you going to do for entertainment? Roy literally said... Shoot a cat. Shoot my infinite kitten. I'm just playing the cards that I've dealt myself. That's what okay. Ed Gein said. He said, I have to make this lampshade out of a person. Whoa. Because that's the cards I've been dealt with. What, what, what about a nice little box set? I backed myself into a corner. Alex, I? Alex picked a box of Lego. Yeah. Uh, it probably should have been a bit more normal. Okay. But maybe, what, like, what's a show I could watch? Maybe uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I could watch that again and again and again. Yeah. Like okay. over and over again. Okay, so. That's a very The, the, the eclectic choices of Rory Powers are, Gav. A cat, infinite kitten. A kitten, a cat who is always a kitten. A gun with infinite bullets. Well, AK forty-seven, <laughs> if not. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. The, inter- the, the complete box set. Good. I think so. I think good. that's. We might give you your own bunker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being. I don't want to be in this bunker. What about Ash? He he can commute between bunkers. Well, it's going to be. I'm. It's the apocalypse. I'm going to make a. Can cat commute. <laughs> well, how far is our bunkers apart? Why does it need to commute? It's your cat. Is it the no, you don't, line? Is you, it? You I'm don't know. Bush and your you, bank? Don't, you don't know where our bunkers are, man. Okay. I don't you, want you to you, know. Yeah, you don't need to know that. It's okay. Fine. All right. Well, All right. That's, what, that's what you would have in the apocalypse that I want no part Apparently of. So, uh, incidentally, Infinite Kitten is like a cool band name. I was about to say band name. Right? Yeah. Infinite Kitten. I'm going to yeah. change it now. What have we got? Sounds amazing. No service. No service. <clears throat> well, we're not getting any questions anyway. I've got service. Should I get on it? Yeah. Oh, you need. A, are you still on free? Are you on free? Oh no, you're on Wi-Fi. This is right? good for the podcast. This is. Stay there. This is quick. Dinner. No, come on. Live. Fill it. Fill it uh, for me. Fill it for me. Fourth. Fourth object. A second gun. <laughs> Fifth object. <laughs> More guns. Another, guns. Cats. More cats. Loads of guns. Oh, I just thought of a really good one. What? Uh, a VR headset. Why? Because you'd be sad in the apocalypse. Okay, you here we be go. I got because I could, shut up. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good feeling, Gav. Wait till I got my gun, Gav. You'll be shutting me up. Oh, are you worried there was nothing on PS Plus and we still haven't been informed about November PS Plus games yet? That's from Jason McDermott. This is feedback, by the way. We should probably... Oh, so this is the feedback <laughs> section. It's from Jason McDermott, at tired underscore hippo. Are you worried there was nothing on PS Plus and we still haven't been informed about November PS... No, I don't care. I'm quite chilled about it. I'm sure it'll happen. Does any, is anyone that enthusiastic about PS Plus that they're worried? Well, yes, apparently this PS guy is. Plus is, is a cool thing. PS Plus like, is the one of the reasons that I went for P- uh, PlayStation really? 4. 
Yeah, like, better than better than your game. amazing. Man. I don't think like, so. Like, sorry, Jason. <laughs> I, I just said no. That's ridiculous. But I kind of like. I guess. I guess that I wonder how late the negotiations go for those games. Actually, I wonder. Hmm. Like, that's very inside baseball, but. They probably announce it quite close, depending... When they announce it, it's probably when the deals sign off. I mean, from his... Yeah, because it's going to be up in air until yeah, like, from, the moment. From his tweet, I think he's trying to infer that PS Plus is in the shitter. But I would say that it definitely isn't, because at Paris Games Week, there were upwards of, I would say, no joke, 20 females handing out um, PS Plus subscriber like voucher things really? so people can sign up to PS Plus right there and then they get a month free or something like also, that like, plus there's a PS Plus desk Sony has a really healthy <clears throat> amount of first party games that at yeah. any point if it wants to take it you can take a hit on a game yeah. just go put that in like free for in a few months you got everybody's gone to the rapture that's in it in a few months time until Dawn could go in it like they oh, can yeah. do that at any point j- just as a thing if they wanted to do that yeah um Ryan Lowey, who is at a just conspiracy, says of the PSVR demos available right down right now. I guess he means is London High still the most impressive slash fun? Well, Ryan, PlayStation VR. On how much you want to be a cat? A cat. Yeah, if you want to be a cat, uh, we go it. I didn't get to play London High. It definitely looks like the most gritty, realistic uh, approach towards VR that I could see. Yeah, um, at least the ones that they had on show today. So and I guess that's cool because like obviously we, we, we've we've seen a lot of these like mini games and yeah. kind of like gimmicky kind of titles. So I, I don't know you got you got to play um, London Heist, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, I did. It's really it, it yeah. is really really good fun. Um, but again, it's it's not the best VR thing I've ever played. Okay. The best VR thing I've ever played is Oculus Touch. Okay. Like, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. Toy box yeah. thing. Similar to like, like the controllers that really gave you. Yeah. It's the word they got uh, presence. I think. Like, do you know what? I didn't want to say... I, I was kind of toying with the idea of it in when I was writing my preview, but I couldn't really think of a, an eloquent way of saying it. But I think the move controller is balls. Well, it's quite an old Is that the one with like, yeah. Relatively speaking. Yeah. But also, I think like, it was developed... It's been basically dragooned. Yeah. That's a funny word to say. Yeah, it's good. Into a purpose it was never designed for. No, yeah. It was designed as a motion controller, not as a VR peripheral. <clears throat> it's basically, we've got this thing that we really severely underuse and it yeah. can provide some of that functionality. But yeah. it's not been designed explicitly with that in mind. It's very similar in some ways. Yeah. It's not perfect. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, um, and I'm not, like, I really, really like the Supermassive Games demo and I, I believe that they know what they're doing. But I had one problem, and so did, it was obviously it's really, really buggy. But I, I had the same problem as another journalist. Uh, it was Tamor from GameSpot, who we we couldn't get the control right. Oh, it was crossed over. So, yeah. so this hand was uh, affecting this arm, and this that's right. Yeah, was it meant to be like that? No, no, no. Unless you're playing like gangsters. Like that. right, yeah. yeah. like, like, we're, we're both shooting like gangsters. <laughs> you don't get that with the other ones because they're designed for your left hand and your right hand. Yeah. Gangsters. These are just like they're just controllers. Like Gosh, you can put yeah. them on wherever hands you want. Um, so Do that was. Do you ever get to thing. like gloves? Like gloves you put on and like yeah, why not? Like a, like things that you. Oculus Touch is almost that anyway. to a degree like that. Like it recognizes finger movements. What does it do? How do you? What's the controller for? It's like these two circles. Yeah. Like. Fingertips through? It's kind of like you should look at a picture of it because yeah, we're not it's a very do it odd looking yet. thing. Oh, okay, um, probably but, shouldn't have asked to describe but it. But like where your hands are around it, it can detect where your fingers are. Ooh, like that's, that's creepy. That's pretty smart. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But then that really works for like picking things up. Like you pick up blocks. You, yeah. you can like, it's, it's so accurate. The feeling that you can pick up a block, throw it to one hand, grab it, throw it to another hand, grab it. You can like just throw, like leave go of it in space and it'll go. And then you can like reach up and grab it and things like that. Cool. You cannot do that with the move. They've no. got to be coming up with a better thing because the everything, you know, that little ball in the end. Yeah. It's really nice and squishy. Oh, right. Yeah. Quite like that. That's, that, that's yeah. quite good. Um, but what I will say is, I know they were on a, pl- uh, on a virtual reality, um, they were on a virtual reality panel, which was at the Sony conference. But the developers there, who were all developing for Sony, I should probably say as well, all said the reason that they've moved to developing for PlayStation VR is because it just works. Like all the other platforms, they're kind of like, you know, they're PC based and things like that. So you go to try and show your friends. And it's not just a case of, hey, look at this thing. Turn it on. It's happening. It's a kind of thing of like, oh, oh, is this going to... Oh, okay. Now I've got into this. It's, yeah, like, that's what's is the great advantage that? of like, console gaming in general. Exactly, it's yeah. It's basically <clears throat> standard hardware across yeah. the board. And, you know, like when all these things launch, it's going to be fascinating to see it play out. Yeah. And there's various things that come into play, like just general, like we say, mass public yeah. interest whether it can become like a wee light phenomenon yeah, yeah or like more kind of serious gamers how they react to it price point <clears throat> but also like you know there's so many different headsets like playstation yeah. is the one like playstation 4 did incredibly well yeah if you can get a decent percentage of that kind of install base to get yeah. behind this new thing it'll do really well but is otherwise it, is it do you think sorry i know we've got other questions and stuff but is it a case of um people going Blu-ray, HD DVD, LaserDisc DVD. I don't think it's like I don't think it's as inevitable <clears throat> as that shift. Like I feel like we needed a like I know like labouring the analogy a bit, but like there needed to be a new medium for like yeah. visual media. This this could almost like not even happen though. Like do you know what I mean? If enough it's people, like an optional did, peripheral. Yeah, like, it, I really it, fucking hope not because all the stuff that I've played, I've just like. I've, you know, I've, I've gone and played games at E3 and I've gone and played like, you know, we've gone and sat through the Uncharted 4 demo and we both come out like, <sighs> like yeah, basically yeah, wanted yeah. to hug because we've had such a good time. I've ne- like, the stuff that I've played of virtual reality, like genuinely, every time I've been demoed it for the last three or four years has honestly been some of the best gaming experiences yeah, that I've absolutely. had. Absolutely. But the thing is, like, like the Blu-ray HD, like there's... In your house, there's multiple tro- Trojan horses yeah. that smuggle that tech into your house. Yeah. It's for the things, whereas this is a, a more of a kind of sea change, isn't it? It's more like, I'm going to yeah. consume these things in a dramatically different way. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like, it's also like, in addition to games, obviously, people listen to this podcast, massively into games. It's yeah. like, what else is it used for? I like, think there's loads of other, like, I quite happily, there's a demo I did today for John Wick, where part of it was watching like the trailer for John Wick. In like a really fancy apartment, bollocks. It, but but it was but it was awesome to see its film on a huge screen that right. I don't have in my living room. So I could possibly see like yeah. watching a film with a like a headset on. So it's know. like it's those additional uses, yeah. Because the additional uses make an investment more justifiable. Yeah, definitely. I think that. Like, I think. Like, oh, I'll, I'll use it because <clears throat> everyone does that when they buy something expensive. Go. Will I just use it for this, or will I be using it for this, this, and this? Yeah, that's what the whole appeal of the edge. That's all appeal. Do people do that with iPhones, man? Because it's like you can. It's like kind of virtual reality that can be used for so many different things. Yeah, like you know, playing Minecraft on a tabletop or projecting a TV on your wall. So whether like VR is gonna try and you know utilize and emphasize 
multi-use, you know, the yeah. more than just gaming. Like, like, like Excel. Is, is, is that the people who... Or Excel on it. Is that the people who use it as well? Like, Thinking how much, how much does an iPhone cost? iPhone costs what? Like, if you're going to buy an iPhone brand new, quid? it's that, 600 quid. What the fuck do we use it for? Everything. Going on Twitter. No, but everything. Oh, I absolutely... It's your camera. Yeah, but... You do I did, use I did videos today oh, from my camera. I don't do enough, I don't do enough for that. Okay. I was on the show floor <laughs> shooting on my camera. All right, you, you disagree with me, so we're moving on to the next question. Um, I don't do enough. We had a lot of questions about our beers, because you took a picture of me with the beers. Yeah. Um, what, we, what have we got? Because we decided to buy some weird stuff. So I got um, something called a skull. What's Skull. That? Skull. That's cheers, man. Skull. And that is a beer... It's a Viking cheers. ...that has vodka in it. And citrus. How was your? Fr- why would you not have gone for the the regular beer? Well, I, I wanted to drink this when it was colder because I thought okay. it might be a bit unpalatable if it was warm. I made a mistake. Oh yeah, that's what's going to make it disgusting. <laughs> it's actually right. It tastes a bit like cider. Oh, it's not, not fine. Sh- shandy, like, shandy, sorry. A long time ago, our forefathers and foremothers like perfected. You had four. I had four mothers. Yeah. Four mothers. Um, mate, it's Wales. Um, they perfected the recipe for beer. Why are we chucking citrus and vodka I'm in not it? Francis. And fruit. Spicing it up. Too French. The maniacs. I, I don't think that's French, is it? Too bought. Oh, yeah, it it's, been sell- it's got a Viking no, no, on it. Too, too, yeah, so that's probably French, isn't it? I'm drinking Cronenberg Original. What have you got? I'm drinking... I had a, a physical reaction to this when I had my first... <laughs> Cronenberg Fruit Rouge. Fruit Rouge. Red fruit. I believe it's red fruit. Strawberry. Yeah. French. Uh... Berries, berries, berries. I just—I was expecting a beer, and I drank it, and it or berries, tasted a bit. berries, or berries, berries are technically not a fruit, are they? Yeah, they are. They're a berry. Actually, I'm no—I'm no fruit expert here, guys. <laughs> I'm no fruit expert. Oh, uh, but I also got for, from peer pressure from Gav Desperado's Red. Crack that one open. Let's see what it tastes like. I haven't finished my fruit. Go on, beer. crack that one open. Let's see what. Uh, let's see you taste it. Uh, which has guarana in it? Is this like an energy drink? You yeah. have energy drinks. You drink about four energy drinks a day. It's mental. Uh, you know, I've never had um, four loco before. I really want to try it though. But they don't sell it anymore, or they they don't sell the old good I, one. I don't know what you're on about. Conversation with yourself. It's like an. You don't know what four loco is? Absolutely. No, no. It's like an energy. It's like four Red Bulls mixed with vodka. Like that's what they they're selling it as. So allegedly, it gets you so drunk that you'll pass out. But there's enough caffeine in it that you keep going. And that's the whole thing. Well, if I mean, anyone knows what we can get for Loco, please send it in. We might really drink on the podcast. That'd yeah, be amazing. Do an unboxing. All right. Wow. What have you got? Desperado Red. Is it gross? Uh, it's all right. That's not really fruity beer. Oh, that it smells disgusting. Nah, uh, well, it's not that bad. Oh, that's fucking <laughs> rad. <laughs> oh, this, oh, this is it's not that bad. Come on. It's fine. The can it's just, is it's, it's, it's disgusting. Potent. Like, my mouth tastes like dirty spit. It's all right. Mine tastes like dirty spit because you gobbed it. That's it. mine, yeah. It tastes a bit rusty, doesn't it? Yeah. I think rusty like is a very good script, though. I always get really scared when I drink dented cans because of a story I read on the internet when I was a kid about someone who drank from a can where a rat had peed on it and <laughs> his, he got really sick and died. Why well, is that dented? But, How, but, what's the pressure on, like, on a... On a on a rat's dick. You really need a piss. You really need a piss. But I, I looked it up on on what's the the Google? The, no, Snopes. Snopes is it? Like where it de- debunks rumors yeah. and things? Yeah. I looked it up literally before the podcast because I thought I might bring it up, and it was fake. It was false. So false alarm, guys. Years of my adolescence avoiding dented cans, and it was all for nothing. Okay, this is an important question. Right. 
I shall say that. I'll say that for another week. Okay, so this is the end. Highlight, <laughs> highlights. Highlights. I, I ended that because I sense you were going to call an end. I thought that's going to open another 20 minute digression. So. Highlight of Paris Games Week? Probably this. This podcast. Oh, yeah, having oh, a nice couple nice. of beers at the end of. Like, we were up till 4 a.m. last night. I was up for 24 hours yesterday. I'm it's, sure people listen to this so their hearts will bleed, but yeah. it's been a good trip. Yeah, it's been good. It's kind of cool to come to Paris see a bit of a different show. I thought yeah. Sony. Now it's a lot of new games. Some of them I'm more interested in than others, but I think yeah. Wild is a very cool game. I think, like you said, the most original PS4 game potentially. Yep. I think, yeah, my highlight was definitely Wild and just to see Michel Ancel seemingly having just the power and money just to go <laughs> off and do whatever he wants to do. this crazy thing, eccentric thing, which yeah. is like a, very much a Sony thing these days is empowering creative people to do cool stuff. Which yeah. is a good, good approach. More. What was your, what was yeah. your highlight? Uh, I like expos. I like show floor. I like the excitement, atmosphere. Um, but I also like being a cat. So I think that is also probably number one. That was pretty crazy. Least exciting thing you've seen? Least exciting. When uh, they went, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome David Cage or David Cage. David Cage. <laughs> or when they said, and, and Gran Turismo Sport will be, and then there was no reaction in the oh, audience. And then people were like, because everyone was on their phones and it's like, it's wrong crowd. It's the wrong yeah. crowd. It's not. It's not a good game. Yeah, your low light. Crowd. Do you even have low lights in your world? Uh not really a low light, but it's not a con of Paris. Yeah. The uh, the toilets are really low. Are they? Did I you notice that? that? No. Yeah. I'm not very tall though. It's like pooping in Yoda's house. Is it tiny? Pooping in Yoda's house. We got a title for the podcast. <laughs> Uh, so we should bring this mother to a close. That was episode 303, I believe, of the IGN UK podcast. Probably the best podcast we've ever done. Minus yeah. interruptions. Come to my gig this weekend, Infinite Kitten. We'll be playing here in Paris. <laughs> it's going to be a good show. It's going to be great. I wouldn't be surprised that is the name of your album. Oh, it definitely will be. Yeah. Cat Island, Infinite Kitten. It's all good. That is the name of your album, isn't it? Your Cat EP. Island, yeah. That's the latest one. Stop plugging your fucking How album. How can people listen to Cat Island? <laughs> Everywhere. The internet. Just F- dream. F- just, F- just dream. Just dream. <laughs> right. Look at we'll a rainbow on a sunny day and you've heard the album. Gav, Gav, George, End close. It. Good night, everyone. We'll see you next week. Later. This is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.